Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hi, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So today I want to talk about vulnerability, which has become a big buzzword lately. So many people think that this is a concept that's mutually exclusive from money because that's what we've been taught. But continuing to think like this just perpetuates the stigma around money in our culture. So let me start here. In 2018, a survey was conducted by a company called Capital Group of about 1,200 American adults asking them what topics are too taboo to discuss with friends. Respondents overwhelmingly indicated it was those topics connected to money. So household earnings, retirement savings, inheritance, debt, right? Other topics such as politics, drug addiction, racial issues, mental illness, sex, religion, were considered significantly less taboo. I find this so fascinating. We talk about bikini waxes, but we don't talk about our salaries. So it's like we want to be vulnerable because we want to connect with people, right? We want those deeper conversations and relationships, but we only feel comfortable doing it around certain topics, which is confusing. I don't know the exact reason for this, but I do have some thoughts. Specifically for women, I think it started with the fact that we were told our whole lives that it's not polite to talk about money, which is cultural and goes back really far in history, right? Okay. Well, talking about our bikini wax isn't exactly polite either, right? So there's got to be something else there. I think what's happening now is that we don't feel comfortable about it because deep down we feel insecure in what we have whether that's more or less than somebody else. And we honestly don't even know because people don't talk about it, right? And we see what everyone else has on social media and we judge ourselves as a result. And we then judge others and we then fear being judged by others. So it creates this negative spiral. I also think maybe we feel insecure about our ability to manage money. Again, because we weren't taught it. So we have to actively seek out how to do this, which is uncomfortable. And again, we like to avoid uncomfortable things. So this is what I want to dig into a little bit more today. Vulnerability, when you look it up in the dictionary, refers to the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. Being vulnerable in a relationship, whether it's with somebody else or with your money, means taking a risk. There's a chance you could get hurt, but there's also a chance for so much more. It's basically when you put yourself out there, you share things about yourself that then make it possible for others to potentially criticize you. And that's scary. We're all born innately vulnerable, I think. As babies, we need to take a risk that our parents or whoever's taking care of us is going to give us what we physically and emotionally need to grow because we're not capable of doing it ourselves. And in response to that, we learn what is safe. When we're kids, we're open and we're free and we share all of ourselves to everyone without a care in the world. But as we get older, we learn that not all situations go our way and not everyone's going to be on our side. 
So in response, we learn to protect ourselves, which comes in many different flavors at varying degrees. And we end up creating these emotional defenses because in our minds, the world has shown us that we can't be who we really are. Over the years, we've come to think of vulnerability as weakness and that no one should ever want to be vulnerable because then we're not strong and strong is what matters. We're taught that the world is harsh and, and we need to be tough and we need to suck it up and we need to suffer. And if we're not like this, then there's something wrong with us. We're, we're not good enough and we won't make it. It's survival of the fittest, right? I learned this lesson when I was right out of college being a young woman in a male-dominated industry. And I never felt like I could be myself. I never felt like I could open up. Certainly never cry. Never wear your heart on your sleeve, right? Because that would impede my ability to work my way up in the, in the corporate culture. And this just isn't in America either. It's across the world. We are not taught to be vulnerable because we want to survive, honestly. You can't think about vulnerability and not think about Brene Brown. Her famous TED Talk on the power of vulnerability has like 60 million views. Um, I'll link it in the show notes so you can check it out if you haven't seen it yet. But she's just incredible. I am a huge Brene Brown fan. Um, and what I've been talking about is a part of Brene's research. Brene defines vulnerability from all of her data as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And this couldn't be a more spot-on description for money, right? Uncertainty, like we don't know how much we will have or for how long or if it's going to be enough. Um, risk, which is the whole general concept of investing, right? And emotional exposure because money means so much more to us than what it can buy. On Brene's interview with Jean Chatsky on the Her Money podcast, she talks about how managing money requires us to be brave. We need to tackle things that we're not necessarily good at. We need to fail and we need to put our big girl pants on and get back up and do it over and over and over again. We need to be brave enough to sit with something that we're not inherently comfortable with. And money is funkier than most other topics because money isn't optional. We need it to live. You can't just stop spending money or choose to not engage with it. We need it literally every day to function. And she talks about a big trigger when it comes to money. The fact that we don't understand everything that we tell ourselves that we're supposed to. Let me say this a different way. We want to understand everything, but maybe sometimes we just don't. It's a super icky, incredibly vulnerable feeling. We feel like we're not smart enough and it puts us at risk that other people will judge us for not being smart enough. This is a huge, huge story for me, which I'm definitely going to dig into a little bit deeper. I've had this as a topic on my list to talk about on the podcast literally since I started the podcast two years ago and I still haven't done it. And I, I think I'm subconsciously avoiding it because deep down I know how incredibly painful this story is for me. And if I'm feeling it, I know someone else out there is too. All because of the unrealistic expectations we put on ourselves. If we can't do it perfectly, we might as well not do it at all. So we avoid and maybe spiral into a feeling way worse than vulnerability, which is shame. I'm not going to go there right now though. <laughs> That's for another time. But how do we actually embrace vulnerability? 
Here are some thoughts from me and Brene. Do I wish that we had worked together on this? Yes, absolutely. But until that actually happens, I'm just going to take some of Brene's thoughts that I could Google and add my own color and spin to it. So here we go. We first need to reframe that vulnerability is not weakness. In fact, it is our best measure of courage. Brene has mentioned that the research has not been able to show a single example of a courageous act that isn't completely defined by vulnerability. When she asked people, what is vulnerability to them? These are some of the answers she got. Going on a first date after my divorce, trying to get pregnant after a miscarriage, sitting with a family member with stage four cancer and making plans for what's gonna happen, starting my own business, saying I love you first, asking for a raise. In every single one of those situations, we feel exposed. But it's not weakness. It's being human. So I think we need to have a new definition of vulnerability. As I said earlier, Brene defines it as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. I describe it more as growth or maturity. It's getting to the point where you have the ability to run headfirst into something that terrifies the crap out of you because you care more about the end goal or the vision than anything else. Staying safe inside your emotional box of comfort just doesn't do it for you anymore. I think Brene and I are ultimately getting at the same thing, just maybe described a little bit differently. An example here, though, is um, telling another person that they've done something to upset you. My whole life, I would just take it. I wouldn't say a word. Maybe I would cry. And beneath the surface, I would feel anger. Um, maybe I would feel shame. Oftentimes, I'd question my worthiness. But after 30 or so years of doing this, I realized that reacting this way is not helping me. And it never has. And I'm not going to start feeling confident or worthy until I start treating myself that way, which means actually standing up for myself. I don't mean I need to yell or start a fight. I mean, once I've had the chance to calm down, actually say to that person, hey, I don't really like what you said. Can we try this over or work this out differently or whatever the situation is that's unique to you? That's being vulnerable, vulnerable because you don't know how the other person is going to react. It makes you feel exposed because you're sharing your big, real feelings and it's incredibly courageous, right? So cool. Another thing I think we need to do is examine the stories that we're making up in our heads because we always are. When we feel scared or intimidated or confused, we are neurobiologically wired to make up a story to explain the discomfort. The brain needs a story physically. If we give the brain a story, it now has a cause and effect relationship to explain what's happening. Now it makes sense, and we literally get a chemical reward, like a release of dopamine, even if the story we're telling ourselves is inherently an unhealthy one. It's the exact same reward system that happens with addiction. So it's really important to examine the story that we're telling ourselves because so often it's just on autopilot, and our brain can't differentiate what's real from what's not real. So for example... You know, say we're struggling with a new concept at work, something that we haven't seen before. 
it's a million times easier to just tell ourselves that we're stupid and that we should already know this, even when you know maybe we haven't had any exposure to it in the past. But it's way more easier to do that than it is to ask questions and uncomfortably feel our way through it. We need to put our effort into stopping in those moments when we're really going down a negative rabbit hole and ask ourselves, what story are we, are we making up right now? Then we need to do a reality check, right? We need to ask ourselves if this story is true. So if your story is, I don't like thinking about money because I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just not smart, break it down to the facts. Yeah, maybe you don't like thinking about money, but do you really not know what you're doing? Maybe, maybe not, right? If you say yes to that, then, you know, it helps, I think, to approach it with some self-compassion. Everybody needs help with their money, regardless of how much you have. And yes, even financial planners out there, like me, believe me, I don't have it all together either. Brene says this another way. Her husband is a pediatrician and he often feels uncomfortable around money. He feels like it's a criticism of himself if he doesn't know all the answers. Her response to him was, what if a parent came to you whose child had been sick for like six months, but they haven't been coming to you before now because, because they felt like they should already know what to do. Like they should know how to handle this because they're the parent. This unfortunately happens every single day and it's so incredibly dangerous. We don't ask for help because of the story we're telling ourselves that we should just innately know things that other people go to school and dedicate their entire lives to. So crazy, right? The last thing I want to mention here that we can do is talk more. Let's have conversations with other people that are more than just surface level. This is how connection is built and how you begin to feel less alone. I mention this a lot. Having open conversations about money is how we start to normalize the discomfort around it. When we give ourselves permission to ask questions and to be curious, instead of setting an expectation that we should just know things already, that's when everything starts to change. That's when the survey that I talked about earlier about all those topics that are less taboo than money, that's when the, the things start to shift a little bit, right? And maybe money might be one of those topics <laughs> that's on there the next time the survey is conducted. And let's do this with empathy, right? You guys, we need to be there to support each other. So leave all your comparison at the door. Try not to make assumptions about somebody else because that just messes everything up. Like it just defeats the purpose here. We can't normalize money conversations without having them. So let's do our part. One of my favorite things Brene Brown says is to be human is to be vulnerable. As humans, we crave meaningful, authentic connection, and we can't do that unless we show our real selves. When we hide behind perfectionism and unrealistic expectations and shame and trying to be someone that we're not, we're moving further and further away from what we're actually craving because we're not being authentic. So in my mind, being vulnerable is one of the most powerful tools that we have. All right, you guys, thank you for listening. I know this episode is a little longer than usual, um, but if you like this episode, please go out there and share it with a friend. And if you want to connect with me or send me a message, you can find me on Instagram at money isn't scary. And you can also go check out my Facebook group, the mindful money mamas. Thank you so much, you guys. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.